0: Welcome back to the Master of None podcast where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax and listen and enjoy the show. I think probably one of the strangest things that has happened With our generation is the expansion of the internet and the ability for narratives and information to be told. It's so interesting how so often a conspiracy theory or an idea that gets presented on the internet can be seen as potentially wrong. Rhetoric that is drummed up for entertainment or shock value. I think what's interesting is, you know, when we look at what has happened in the internet... In the last 20 years with social media, social apps, and the ability for information to be shared so quickly, I think probably one of the great unveilings that we're seeing is potentially looking behind the veil at how things work within the United States, potentially at a very high level. Whenever we thought about Jeffrey Epstein within the last Four years before COVID, we knew about Jeffrey Epstein. I think we all remember when he committed suicide or quote unquote committed suicide and all the information and investigations about it that seemed really strange and how you had these conversations about how he could potentially be affiliated with other government entities, people of the highest order. I've covered this as well in this podcast. Today we're going to be getting into an article that was actually produced, produced, published by the Wall Street Journal. So let's get into it. So I think the reason why I come back to Jeffrey Epstein on this podcast is the story and everything that is involved with it is pretty interesting because, you know, we think about all the memes that happened when Jeffrey Epstein died and he literally there was tons of memes being like this happened this happened this happened but Jev, you know Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself so we had kind of this 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 phenomenal thing that occurred where the people were spreading information and kind of talking about the suicide of of Jeffrey Epstein and how strange it was well as we get deeper within the court orders they didn't really release the logs of the plane the Lolita Express where People like Bill Clinton had flown on it. Donald Trump going to his island. Um, But I think what's really interesting is the fact that the Wall Street Journal published on Sunday reveals a wide circle of global power players who continued to meet with Jeffrey Epstein after his first sexual conviction. Remember, this happened in Florida. It involved teenage girls and as a result of it, he kind of had to move operations. I've covered the the life of Jeffrey Epstein and how he had the ability to be a master manipulator. He went from social circles so quickly and he was able to focus most on the financial world. He also taught physics without a college degree at the college level. So, Jeffrey Epstein had his problems, but he also had the ability to really know how to interact with the upper echelons of society. So whenever we look at the report, the source document indicated that Epstein scheduled to identify meetings between the disgraced financial and figures including the, ter- okay, the current former White House lawyer, a, to a college president, this was the White House lawyer to President Obama. It also included meeting with now the CIA director, then um, director of the Department of State. The, democ- the documents used a source material that don't really the purpose of most of the meetings. Okay, The journal could even schedule the meetings, took place as report you know, within this podcast, I'm kind of going to get into a little bit more of the details. I'm kind of stumbling over the words. Sometimes it is a little bit tricky for me to read. um, And I do apologize. It's like really weird how sometimes I can articulate myself or it seems like I can articulate myself well, but reading on the other hand is not my forte. So please bear with me as I read. If I could read better, I might be a doctor. Okay. So Whenever we look at kind of this this Epstein conviction, it happened con- conviction. I apologize. It happened in 2008, and Epstein pled guilty to one count of solicitation prostitution, and one count of solicitation of prostitution for somebody under the age of 18. Then he was released from jail the following year, but after a decade of public um, accusations or abuse of multiple women. He was arrested in 2019 on federal sex trafficking charges. As a result of this, we all know he died in prison weeks later and the death was ruled a suicide. In my ultimate opinion, they didn't really do a very good job investigating this suicide. Quote unquote, if you look at the prison, you look at everything affiliated with it. You can anyone can rule out even me who has no background in murder investigation that it was not properly done. So the question is why? You know, Are we looking at a multifaceted approach here where either one who was negligence on the jail, okay, but that's a crazy amount of negligence for such a high-profiled potential criminal, or was there other motives at hand? When we look at Jeffrey Epstein, we do research into what he was the circles he was in, the ability for him to have multiple passports from multiple governments. You know, a lot of the conspiracy theories about him being tied to central intelligence agencies, it tied to governments, tied to really powerful people are there. Now, what we don't know clearly is potentially why. We know he had a massive issue with you know, being a sex offender, okay? And was he eluding and bringing all these government officials on and having them partake within these sexual activities and then exposing and using those materials for blackmail? That's really what the whole idea of this is. And when we kind of peel back these layers that are coming one at a time and we're seeing who Jeffrey Epstein was talking to, we're knowing kind of the conversations about what was going on through emails. If we look at what happened with the former member of Chase Bank and how there's affiliation there where he was talking about women and they had multiple emails and now he runs the Barcelona Bank within the U.K. You know, if we are looking at the ingredients for how you rule within the Western environment, multiple nations, the first thing you need is a lot of money. The next thing you need is a lot of connections. OK, and then the next thing you need is being able to determine somebody's weakness. And it reminds me of this story. And then, yeah, this is a China story. So I used to play a lot of music within China. So I used to know somebody. I'm not really going to give the location or any type of information um, kind of a bottom. But the story was this individual was paid to corrupt government officials or find the weak spot and government officials to help a private company. It was They did not um, work in the United States. They, didn't, they were not United States citizens. They were of a different race and a different culture, everything together. But what's really interesting is he said there's four ways you can corrupt somebody. And this is what he told me. He's like, you do it with money, okay? Corrupt them with money, you can corrupt them with girls, okay? You can corrupt them with food. Or you can corrupt them with gifts. And alcohol and food or substances were in there. And that was kind of it. And he was like, you know, my job is determine when I look at somebody, how do I give them those things in order to gain favoritism? Now, if we look at Jeffrey Epstein, maybe really what he was doing is a whole multitude of things in order to corrupt government officials to understand what their vices were in order to gain favoritism. But whenever we kind of go into the the, the Wall Street Journal report, um, Epstein was a powerful individual. Sometimes expressed regret for those associated with the sexual offense or denied knowledge of criminal activities. Using Epstein's schedule, the paper identified meetings between Epstein and the CIA director, the former CIA director, the White House lawyer, and the college professor, a member of the international banking dynasty known as the name as Epstein book. So who are these individuals? Well, if we look at the CIA director, that's going to be William Burns. William Burns is the CIA director, and he was actually, um, he started his job in 2021, and he scheduled a meet with Epstein in 2014 when he was the deputy of state. This included launch and plan of the Washington, D.C. law office with two scheduled appointments at Epstein's townhouse. After one scheduled meeting, Epstein planned to drive to take Mr. Burns to the airport, a CIA spokesman said that Mr. Burns you know remember, remained being remembered being introduced to Epstein by a mutual friend in the financial brief The New York Times but did not recall any further contact receiving a wide reign of the airport okay you're the director of the CIA and you like kind of remember meeting Jeffrey Epstein and he came you went to his townhouse twice I don't know. Obviously, if the State Department, you're going to be meeting a lot of people. Next, we have Kathleen Reynolds, and she was reported meeting Epstein back in 2014 for the council when he was with the Barack Obama, according to Epstein's um, 2014 meeting log, leaving the White House and planning a launch in 2014, planning a lunch. Um, and the financier said, you know, that, it was uncomfortable in the process of young women who worked with him. Now, what we also know currently, too, is that Jeffrey Epstein would get signed in to the White House via Bill Clinton. And the individual who signed Jeffrey Epstein into the White House killed himself within Arkansas. So that whole story is crazy as well. Then we look at Norman Chonsky and Leo Boston, who were both directors and professors at MIT, who interacted with with Epstein and they went back pretty far and Epstein you know he would visit Epstein's townhouse in 2012 and there'd be documents returning over multiple years to meet with him. and in 2015 Epstein donated 66 laptops to show the, to the document that the individual was working on so we have a lot of different situations happening so if we look at the these three individuals, you're probably seeing what's what's the significance. Well, these people are all now people in power. I mean, even William Burns, who was the de, working for the Department of State, had meetings directly with Epstein. Okay, Bill Clinton knew Epstein. Obama had some affiliation with Epstein. Donald Trump had some affiliation with Epstein. It goes back to the leverage point that you know, what if Epstein potentially was hired by corporate organizations in order to find the soft spots for people in order to corrupt them? And maybe he was being paid and maybe he's paying for lobbyists, maybe a company to be like, Epstein, I need you to find out this dirt on so and so so we can leverage it in order to potentially get a law passed. If we look at the, all of the stuff that's happening with the justices right now and, and how much corruption is there, it seems like Epstein was some type of bee and he would pollinate the corruption flower quite often and I think that's really what he was doing and he was probably worked for multiple governments not just one and he was a mo- he was kind of like this this individual who could get things done by leveraging other people's vices in determining what they were because if he's meeting with the director of CIA or Whoever this individual is, how do you know there wasn't a conversation where it's like, how much dirt do you have on so-and-so? You know, how can I get this point in order to be the director of the CIA or have some type of career shift? And I really think that's what Epstein was doing at the end of the day. He was hired by organizations and governments to find dirt on people and potentially leverage certain situations in order to find people's vices. We look at Bill Clinton with the White House bringing the women in. All right, we look at different situations like that. Prince Andrew even flew in the Lolita Express. He had his own island. So I really think that as more stories and more information come out, I think that's who Jeffrey Epstein was at the end of the day. He was like this bee who was on a mission to pollinate flowers based on determining their vices and getting something out of it. Because if you are a political figure and you need help moving the needle are you going to pay to have that needle moved are you going to use corruption are you going to use other people's vices and i think that probably happens more often than what us normies can can visualize or see you know you know how do you move the needle when you have no ability and can you, do you need to take off the gloves so that's kind of my podcast for today I appreciate you guys listening, and I will get back to you tomorrow.